Welcome, everybody. It's the schedule edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. What's going on? It's Louis DiBiase, as always, alongside my co-host, Gino Camilleri. Happy schedule day. The Eagles schedule officially coming out. And while we're recording right here, it's 745, so 15 minutes early, courtesy of Jeff McClain, who found the scoop. He got the entire schedule here for us. So we're going to be breaking it down for you on today's podcast. And Gino, I know this is, you know, it's, it's just the schedule releasing, right? We already knew the opponents mm-hmm. and where they were going to be playing. But I always get, again, I'm, I'm such a crazy NFL nerd that like, this day always kind of excites me because it really starts off the the activity again after free agency because now we've had a couple weeks. We've had about you know three weeks now to really get into the draft, which is coming up next Thursday, a week from tomorrow. And this is kind of really that good appetizer the week before to get us really juiced up for the draft. Yeah, we're just about a week away. Very exciting time in the NFL. It, this is always the first time that you're sitting down and you're like, okay, can we make a run? Because this is where you actually can realize, hey, do I have a good enough schedule? Do I have a good bye week? Do I have uh, enough home games down the stretch? When do I play my rivals? Can I actually get in? And this this schedule, Lou, I'm liking it so far. My first reaction looking at it, I was like, okay, this is pretty even. I always look for the bye week first. That's always where my eye goes just to see what shape the team is going to be in down the stretch. And right before we hopped on the mic, you were talking about uh, Carson's rookie year where they had week, what was it, five? Yep. After they started, what, three and one? They they had all that momentum. Oh, no, they had a week four bye because they were three and oh, right? Well, no, because then it was the member of the Detroit loss. Oh, and, and then they then, took the loss. Okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that really killed the the whole momentum of the season. But now a week ten bye is absolutely perfect. You couldn't have asked for it any better, especially coming off a tough three game road stretch, which is probably the most difficult part of the schedule, I would say, because that that's never easy. Especially you're going to Minnesota, going to. Dallas and then going to Buffalo, never an easy place to play, which we will both be at that game. That's right. So we were both pretty hyped up about that. But so far, like we've said right before we hopped on, that this is a pretty balanced schedule. I don't have too many complaints with it right now. Yeah, and look, the Eagles coming in, they had the fourth easiest strength of schedule. Always good. Yeah, which is bananas too. I mean, the Patriots, you know, had number one. How do they? I, I don't know how it works exactly with strength. Well, no, it, it, I mean it's just based on you know you have to play certain divisions and you play like the Eagles. They were in second in the NFC, so they play the second place opponents of the two NFC divisions. They don't play so the South and the uh, the West. So that's why they got Seattle and we got Atlanta again on primetime mm-hmm. football uh, week two. And the past two finishes with the Falcons have been crazy. So overall, though, I mean it was already going to be an easier schedule based on the 2018 records of these opponents already. And now to see the order in which the NFL did this, I don't know. I thought it was pretty well spread out. There's not a lot of, you know, crazy road stretches outside of that, you know, October stretch at Minnesota and one at Dallas and at Buffalo. But at least, you know, those are all very beatable teams. I mean, you're going after Kirk Cousins and I'm sure the Vikings are going to be looking for revenge once again, because while the Eagles weren't the ones that directly knocked them out, you know, the Eagles were the ones that took their spot in that Mm -hmm. week 17 collapse. And then, yeah, again, they're coming to our hometown in Buffalo at the end of that stretch. So, and then you get the the rematch of the double doink uh, right before the bye week in Philadelphia. Chicago comes to town. So, but overall, though, I mean, I thought I was kind of hoping that 
the top of the schedule. Some people were kind of debating, like, do you want the harder opponents first or do you want the easier opponents? Because, you know, with the easier opponents, one of the takes was, I mean, look at Tampa Bay last year with Fitzpatrick leading the league in passing, and then, of course, they tailor off. So wouldn't you rather have those teams later on when they're clearly out of it? And while I can, I can see that point, I'm more of the belief that I would rather still get those teams first because – you never know how even just look at the Eagles last year, the slow start they had the first couple months of the season. I would like to not have to play Seattle and New England and get into this big hole later, late, you know, early in the season that they can't dig themselves out of like they did last year. Yeah, and that's kind of the predicament we got into last year. Like you said, we we said we looked at the first half of the schedule and we're like, man, we should easily be what, five and two, five and three right around here, if not like six and two or better. And then they kind of crapped the bed the first half of the season and had to play those tough November and December games, which we thought would be the toughest part of their schedule, luckily came out on top. But, man, this could be the exact same breakdown as last season if you look at it. The second half, although it is favorable with the amount of home games you are getting, it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. You're playing the Patriots the Seahawks are always tough. Glad we don't have to travel to the West Coast for that game. Never easy playing out there. The Dolphins, uh, it should be the easiest game of this stretch. But then you're playing all divisional opponents. That's never easy. But it is good that you're going to get the Giants and Washington twice this season. Always a benefit. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, it, it is tough in a sense that, you you know, you, your last four games are division opponents. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, look at last year, the stretch that they had, the teams they had to beat really to make the playoffs. I mean, you had the Rams and the Texans back-to-back at the end of the season, and, you know, you had Dallas before that. And to me, I mean, yeah, they're division opponents, but the fact that we get to end the season by playing the Giants twice and Washington, and Dallas doesn't scare me, and it's at home at the link on December 22nd, and those are, you know, 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games. I, I Again, I, I'm very pleased with how they, you know, constructed this schedule. There's some, you know, there's some tough stretches that back-to-back Patriots-Seahawks stretch uh, will, will be difficult, but then again, you get that three-week span where you should probably run the table, Miami- uh, at home against New York and then at Washington and basically at Washington's a neutral site. If not, it's a, it's not a mm-hmm. home game, especially for... that late in the season. Right. When they're out of it. Yeah, exactly. And we know Washington, I mean, is going to be out of it again uh, at, at that point of the season. But yeah, I mean, again, I thought it spread out nicely. There's not a lot of crazy stretches. Um, you know, rivalries, I think there's some awesome ones here that we get to, again, the rematch of Double Doink, the wild card, you know, wild finish between the Eagles and the Bears. The Patriots game's going to be really cool for me when it comes to Carson Wentz because I think he's going to be so motivated to win that game. and just Coming show, off the bye, too. Oh, right, yeah, yeah and they're going to be fresh. And just to show, you know, everyone, hey, if I was the quarterback during that Super Bowl, I could beat Tom Brady, too, right? I mean, I feel like Carson Wentz is going to be juiced for that one. Oh, 100%. And I think this is a very good test of quarterbacks that he's going to have to prove that he is better than. I mean, you're going to face this season alone, Matt Ryan. Uh, You're going to face Matt Stafford. You're going to face Aaron Rodgers. You're going to go Kirk Cousins, call him what you will. Dak Prescott's always a tough battle. You're he gets to go play against... a lot of these young guys too. Like I mean, he's yeah, got... Josh Allen. You're going to play yeah. Sam Darnold. That's going to be some good competition. And then later in the season with the Giants in Washington, they might both draft a quarterback and want to get him into those late season games. So we could see 14, 15, and 17 against late or against rookie quarterbacks for both Washington and the Giants, which would be ideal. 
And then we see Wentz take on Russell Wilson again, who apparently, according to Ben Albright, the Eagles would trade Carson Wentz and two first-round picks for Russell Wilson. Did you see that report, or did you see that opinion he made? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would consider trading for Russell Wilson any day of the week, but you have Carson Wentz. Like, if we had nobody, it would be possible. It's not even a conversation. It was never going to happen, but yeah. The, the stuff that's going on on Twitter right now, Lou, we need to just take a sidestep for a second, is absolutely crazy. I heard a report <laughs> today that said that if Kyler Murray isn't picked first overall, he might not even be picked in the first round. I don't know where people are pulling this stuff out of. They're pulling it out of the clouds. It's silly season. It's silly. It is, man. It seriously is silly season. But focusing back up here, the first thing I saw was that Washington week one after I looked at the bye week and said if they don't go deep with Deshaun on the very first play at home against Washington, literally just to – to right all the wrongs, he went to the rival of Washington. The biggest play that Eagles fans remember him for is that deep bomb on Monday Night Football. You're going to be at home. You're going to be with Carson Wentz, reunited in Philly. If they don't go deep, I I don't know who Doug Peterson is because it, it just makes all the, the sense in the world for that play to happen. The nostalgic fan of me would ball my eyes out. If Carson <laughs> Wentz runs a play action pass, rolls to his right, and just launches at sixty yards down the field. But I'll t- and again, I'll take the Redskins uh, week one, and you know, very good test week one. It'll yeah, be a very good test. <laughs> right. You look at twenty seventeen, getting off on the right foot against Washington in that game, and they haven't really started against division opponents a lot. They did uh, Washington in 2017, and the last time before that was actually 2013. It was Chip Kelly's first game, and it was once again against Washington on Monday Night Football. And the Eagles, again, though, they've had a lot of success in Week 1 games, you know, early, you know, really for the for a long time they've gotten off normally on a good start even in the bad years right that year they went 4 and 12 the quote unquote redeem team the last year of Andy Reid they started off that year 3 and 1 remember that i mean mm-hmm. they beat the i mean they limped past the browns and the ravens and then they beat the giants on sunday night football to get to 3 and 1 and i think they have an opportunity to start off fast again i mean again at home against washington they should clearly be the favorite carson wentz loves to beat up on the redskins that's one of the teams that he always performs well against the the best performance I've ever seen in a sport. You know, any game I've been at live was Carson Wentz dominating Washington on Monday Night Football in 2017. I oh, mean, that yeah. that was single-handedly to me the most impressive that throw I've to seen Corey Clement was yeah. just stupid. And and I've and I've gone and seen LeBron James in Cleveland. I I've seen some pretty good athletes. That was the most impressive performance and then again you get at you go on the road this time uh, against Atlanta. Which is, you know, it's going to be a good test. I think Atlanta's going to be better this year. They suffered a lot of injuries, and they've had some crazy tests. But, you know, at home against Detroit, even at Green Bay, I mean, it's daunting to go to Lambeau to play Aaron Rodgers. But who knows what Green Bay is going to be this year, right? With the influx, the the new coach, you know, coming over from the Titans, LaFleur. The defense, do we, I mean, what's their defense going to be like? Are they going to provide Rodgers with weapons? So then you get the Jets. So before you get into that road stint at Minnesota, at Dallas, and at Buffalo, I, I feel like you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, I'm, I'm always uh, a little, I like to stay away from that Packers game in Lambeau. It, it always just frightens me. Just, I have 
flashbacks of the Mark Sanchez just absolutely blood bla- bloodbath that happened that season when they had a chance to make the playoffs. That's right. And he just and before, got absolutely brutalized. Yeah. And before that, we got to beat up on Scott Tolzien. Remember in 2013 yeah. with Nick Foles. So I guess yep. that yeah, one doesn't even really count. That. Yeah, but that's no, true. <laughs> Rodgers had our number. Yeah, it'll be a good test. It'll be a good matchup. But I, I think you're going to see a lot of early tests in this season. I, I think Washington isn't going to be a pushover week one. They're always juiced up to play a rival. So that's not going to be any pushover, even though the Eagles are eight-point favorites at this moment. Going into Atlanta, big stadium, going to be a big test for that secondary. You're going to be going up against Julio Jones once again, Calvin Ridley once again. They didn't even see Calvin Ridley week one this year. They didn't even use him that week one game they played us. So it'll be a change of pace from that. And then Mohamed Sanu again, and then the Lions with Marvin Jones. It'll be a big test for the Eagles defense these first four weeks of the season, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it's, you know, overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. I think, you know, again, they're fourth when it comes to strength of schedule mm-hmm. for, for easiest strength of schedule. But, I mean, at the same time, though, they, they have plenty of legitimate teams they got to take on. I mean, again, you're, you're playing Tom Brady this year. You're playing arguably, what, the top three quarterbacks in the league that aren't named Patrick Mahomes and if Carson Wentz is healthy because you got Rodgers, you got Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, and you got Tom Brady. So, I mean, there is there is going to be a lot, of, a lot of tests this year. Absolutely, and that's the thing that Eagles fans are going to be looking at. That's the big question mark on Carson Wentz is can he, can he win the big games? We know he can, Lou, but the national media and everybody else is looking at Carson Wentz, and they're going to say, can you beat the better guys? Because you know who did it, and you shipped him out of town was Nick Foles. I trust Carson Wentz to do it. We've seen him do it. He's taken on Big Ben, beating Big Ben. He's beaten some of the better quarterbacks in football. It'll be a very good test of skill for the Eagles to play these elite offenses because I think that's when Carson Wentz is going to elevate his game. That's when you want to see the defense elevate their game. And when everybody's healthy, you want to see what they are at 100% health because if they absolutely dominate, you're going to have a pretty good idea right off the bat, right off those those first four weeks when you're playing some pretty good quarterbacks. If you can compete against high-potent offenses and ha- put up good defensive numbers, show that your secondary strong, show that you're getting to the quarterback like you were in 2017, we can much be on the road to what we saw in 2017, Lou, as long as this team can stay healthy. Before we take a break here and then we come back, we'll kind of get into some of the fun road trips. If Eagles fans are looking to go to some road games, which ones are the best ones to go to with this 2019 schedule? But before we take a break and get into that, what is the matchup you are most looking forward to on Ooh. this schedule for the Birds? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good ones. I want to I want to absolutely dominate Dallas in Dallas Week 7. The revenge because, game for last, yes. last time at Dallas. I, I, I thought that was truthfully going to be the Week 1 battle. The last two times at Dallas when they lost in overtime to them, when Jason Witten had a clear uh, offensive pass interference in overtime, and then with the, the first kickoff of the game last year, we, we just have to beat them in Jerry World. It has to happen. That's a good one. I would say, too, coming out of the bye, that Patriots game again with, oh, Wentz, yeah. with the dynamic of Wentz. And again, just the, in New England hasn't been here in, in a while, and just it's going to bring back Eight and it's years. cool. Yeah. And it's cool too, just for like the podcast, because that whole week, we're just going to be reminiscing about the Super Bowl win with it being Patriots week. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And again, just want to see what Carson Wentz can do going up against Tom Brady. And then the week after again, Seattle's a team that we just, we haven't been able to beat even at home in 
I remember that 2014 game when Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. Mark Sanchez yep. getting two shoutouts in this episode, very rare. Uh, <laughs> but It'll I mean, probably never yeah. happen again. But that was such a I, – I remember that game with Seattle because Seattle was on such a dominating level that year. And, and Philly was good. I mean, we were 10-6, and six, missed the playoffs – after losing in Washington in week 16 um, and then losing the week before Sunday night football at Dallas. So like the Eagles were a good team, mm. but then we, we kept seeing Seattle and we saw them handle us pretty easily. And I kept thinking like, I can't wait till we get to that level of dominance defensively. And we find that kind of quarterback. And I kind of envied Seattle in that game. And then you kind of see it now when Philadelphia is very similar. They do a lot of things similar. I think even the front office takes a lot of ideas and, um, you know, strategies from that Seattle front office, and they use it now. I think the Eagles are very similar to the, the that 2011 to 2015 reign of the Seahawks, but yet they still haven't been able to beat them, right? 2016, they were at Seattle. I mean, that's one of the hardest places to play, no matter who's on the Seahawks. They lose that game. Then 2017, although Wentz made two of the best plays of the season that, that game, they still fall in a close one there. I really want to beat the Seahawks. We haven't beat them in a... And, and even before the uh, 2014 game, Gino, remember it was the the dream team year where Vince Young was starting and Marshawn Lynch just ran through us. So Seattle's a, a personal one for me. I want to take down. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're always one of the pesky teams. And I, I say that the two teams I hate to play the most in the NFL are the, the Panthers and the Seahawks. Cause we never beat either of those. I mean, the Panthers, we've had more success as of late, but man, Seattle, they always have our number. And I think it'll be a good test and it'll be cool to see what the, how they play defensively. It, it's tough to like catch all their games just because they're out on the West coast. So like to see all of their guys up close and personal, like Frank Clark, it'll be a good test for Lane Johnson. It'll be a good test. Unless Frank test Clark's their... on uh, the other side. Sir. Oh yeah. Could you imagine? If <laughs> really? But yeah, it, it'll be a good test. I, I'm very excited for this season to get started and just one real quick thing before we take a break. Uh, Dave Zingaro had a great tweet and said the Eagles play in Buffalo, Green Bay, and Minnesota all before November, and they play Miami in December. I'd like to personally extend a big thank you to the NFL schedule makers. That That's is true. a great point because you're playing in three of the toughest road environments in favorable weather because when you go play Buffalo in the the absolutely piss-poor snow atmosphere that's there, same with Lambeau, you're going to lose those games. They know that environment better than everybody. They're like the Starks in the North in Game of Thrones. Like They know the land better than you will. You will not come into their territory in the winter and win. So to have those games, the Packers in September and then the Buffalo and then the Bills in late October, that's completely ideal. All right, let's take one last break, or one more break. We got another one coming up after that, because we still got a little bit more for you here on the schedule preview show on Locked on Eagles. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked on Eagles. It's Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri. It's schedule day. The Eagles schedule has officially been released. It's now 8.05, so I'm sure the team has officially announced it with you know the graphic of all the games, but we... And, you know, doing this already for 20 minutes as, you know, courtesy of Jeff McClain, the schedule was out about a half hour early. And again, we really like the balance. We kind of got into at the end there. The games we're most looking forward to probably based on just an entertainment and a storyline aspect and which one's going to be the toughest. You know, we mentioned New England, Seattle. You want to get revenge in Dallas, which I think is a big one. It was one I expected maybe to be the week one opener because I think the NFL you know, I don't know what their exact strategy is with building the schedule, but I think a lot of it has to do with storylines, especially to start off the season. But they, you know, load that one later on in the year. Uh, Gino, now for this segment, I kind of want to get into if Eagles fans are looking to travel, 
what are the best destinations? They are on the road at Atlanta week two. They're at Green Bay. They're at Minnesota. That that three-game road trip at Minnesota, at Dallas, at Buffalo. They're at Miami, and then at Washington, and at the Giants. There's a, I think there's some fun ones if the Eagles fans are looking to go on some road trips. I think the one everybody was looking forward to, I know a lot of the Eagles beat writers were really hyped up about this, is that they get to go to Miami in the in the cold well in the cold for the north because it's going to be december 1st and they're going to be playing down in beautiful miami which lou if we have the chance i highly suggest that we get down there my brother goes to school where the dolphins uh do training camp Gino. so i'll get us discounts we'll get down to miami this year that's actually beautiful. what i'm planning, I'm planning on going down there and we actually have there's some uh there's some uh eagles fans that listen to our podcast that are down in miami too that's going to be a lot like that Tampa game last year where I think mm-hmm. Eagles fans are going to swarm to that one. Dolphins fans are going to be selling those for cheap. I mean, Miami doesn't really pack the house anyway, and they're not going to be very good this year. Like you said, I mean, Fitzpatrick's the starter this year. Who's going to be starting at that point? What's it going to be like? Dwayne Haskins? Oh, yeah, I missed that the Dolphins were Week 13. Yeah, we could realistically, Lou, if you look at the schedule, Week 13 through 17, see young rookie quarterbacks starting for the, for the Dolphins, Giants, and Washington, and you get to see the Giants twice. Yeah, there's there's and maybe even Rosen, depending on if one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel sure. like a lot of those teams are competing for the three of you know Haskins, Jones, and Locke. Because I still think Murray's going number one overall. So whichever team kind of misses out on one, say like Denver were to take one of those guys, and there's only two for these three teams, one of them takes Rosen. So yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at Miami uh, Giants, Washington, Dallas Giants. You're going to be taking on a lot of, I mean, just a lot of young quarterbacks in general this year. You still got Troops again this year. You got Josh Allen. I'm really excited to see Allen versus. That's that's the road trip for me, guys. So me and Gino from Buffalo. I've lived here all my life. You see it on Barstool. You see the guys jumping through tables. But it's not just that. Like The tailgate atmosphere up here in Buffalo is awesome. The stadium isn't something that you're going to be wowed by, certainly, if especially if you've been in other NFL markets and you've seen other stadiums. But the atmosphere in Buffalo is super cool. And you're going to come up and watch a guy in Josh Allen that not talked a whole lot about, but I could see very similar to Carson Wentz, the jump where you know, that first rookie year, he doesn't have any talent around him. He still helps win football games for his team by making plays with his feet and his legs. They were 5-6 and six with with Josh Allen. They got better this year. I mean, that's going to be a fun quarterback battle, too. I think Buffalo and me and Gino are going to be here, so we'll, we'll hang out with you. We'll, we'll have a lockdown Eagles tailgate. I think that's the one that would be a lot of fun for Eagles fans to come up to, and they don't have to, you know, spend a lot of money on plane tickets. You make that six-hour drive up here to Buffalo, it's an easy drive, and that's going to be a fun atmosphere, and I think the Eagles are going to be favored in that one, too. It's probably one of the easier games of the year. It'll be nice because going to games in September in Buffalo is not the best because there's not a lot of shade in their stadium, so you're just right. in the beating sun. So the mid-October games are really ideal. I haven't been to the stadium in a couple of years, but that's what all my Bills friends say. Unfortunately, I have many of them because we live here. Just the geography. Wouldn't be friends with them for any other reason besides. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's it's going to be a great environment. Always is. Uh, be prepared. They're just as bad as Eagles fans. I'm sure you'll see a couple fights, see a couple slurs thrown around. But I, I think another one, Lou, to look at is going to Lambeau. It, it's just someplace I always have wanted to go. I don't think I could stomach going there because I would end up going with my best friend who's 
he owns shares in the Packers and is the most obnoxious Packers fan. Oh, on the I forget because they're owned. They don't have a owner, right? It's just nope. A, yeah, they're they're publicly publicly well, owned. Maybe that so they can all be have, quote owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that can be a locked on Eagles roadie because that's for me that that's been on my I have a football bucket list and I want to I, I wanted to see a draft luckily it was in Philly so I got to attend that going to Lambeau kind of like the birthplace of professional football that's something I've always wanted to do and especially with Rodgers still being there and with how good the Eagles are right now like that's gonna, and, it, and it's early on in the season that's one that we don't have to go to in December like the 15th and, and freeze in that stadium right that's I mean it's a good time mm-hmm. of year for Green Bay too the other thing, too, I forgot, going back to Buffalo, LaShawn McCoy, get to play him again. Oh, yeah. Deshaun Jackson's back, so those two are going to be I didn't even think a... to see uh, any guys that departed who were going to be playing yeah. against. Yeah, I didn't let's even think, think about that. Uh, yeah, no, so you got no Golden Nick Tate Foles. week 14 and 17. We know right. that. Who's going to be covering Golden Tate in the slot? Going to be Avante? Going to be Cravion? That's, that's a good question. Sidney that's, Jones? Tweet that out, Lou, because that's a good question. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who that's – the slot, again, is super – I mean, again, we can't get into corner or I'll rant for 50 minutes, but – Yeah, Trey this, Waynes, have you seen that latest? Yeah, that was – Whatever this the is. Trey Waynes rumor. We're not talking about that. Apparently the Eagles have a desperate need at corner, but I digress. Uh, let's see, any other former Eagles? I We're not playing Foles this year. Uh, we're not playing the Cardinals, so no Jordan Hicks reunion. We, we play McCoy. I don't think. Oh, we play Michael Bennett at New England or in New oh, England. Oh yeah, that'll be cool to see so, him come back. Michael Even Bennett's gonna, probably going to sack Wentz a couple times. Yeah, but I mean, he's going up against a pretty good offensive line, so we we see Michael Bennett, and I think, I mean, that that's pretty much the the big ones. I would say Golden mm-hmm. Tate, Michael Bennett from last year. We get to see McCoy again, which is cool. Uh, and it's kind of like it's it's kind of funny with McCoy too, much like Deshaun Jackson, where the first you know f- couple years we were playing him. It was a big rivalry. We were kind of beefing with Deshaun because we still had Chip Kelly. And a lot of people, Chip had a lot of people, you know, brainwashed where we were all in on his plan. And so Deshaun Jackson was kind of an enemy to us. And then it was kind of funny in 2016, Deshaun comes back. And it was Doug Peterson's first year. And we're all like, even when he scored a touchdown, we're like, ah, yeah, like that's that's our guy, Deshaun. Like, And at that time, we thought he was coming back that, uh, that next uh, free agency period. So it mm-hmm. was kind of back to that friendly relationship. And I feel like it's going to be similar now where – they played LaShawn McCoy last time. There was a lot of trash talk. There was the whole McCoy, you know, racist calling Chip Kelly, I mean, insinuating oh, I that, he's a, that he's a racist. And whereas now Chip's gone, we all kind of realize what a debacle that whole 2015 year was. And now McCoy's back. I feel like we'll appreciate more going up against him. Yeah, definitely. I, I hate I hate the entire environment in Buffalo. I, I cannot say that enough. I'm, I'm not too fond of Bills fans, but it will be cool to see him again. Uh, hopefully I can get on the spud cam again. The last time they were here, I ended up on uh, Dave Spadaro's spud cam on uh, the PhiladelphiaEagles.com. The offside, the Jaquay Parker off. That was oh, my the first. Worst, the oh. worst game I <laughs> I think I've been to besides that Mark Sanchez debacle against Tampa. But, yeah, Jaquay Parker, everybody in the stadium knew that it was fourth down and they they were going to try and get him off to go off sides. Ryan Fitzpatrick was quarterback. And Jaquay Parker, our good old defensive end friend who didn't really do much in the league, jumped offside, so we ended up losing that game after a pretty good comeback from Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson. That was my first game ever. The only cool thing I can say about that game was we got to see Michael Vick break the all-time rushing record for a quarterback. Remember when he scooted off that 60-yard run? So that was Mm -hmm. a cool part. But yeah, that was... 
That was during the Dream Team year. That was just a heartbreaking thing in general. Uh, Gino, now Mark Sanchez has been mentioned three times, so we're going to create this thing on the show now where we have a Mark Sanchez jar. So every time one of us mentions Mark Sanchez, we owe the other one a beer. Let's, let's keep track on Twitter so our followers right. can know how many times we mentioned the, yeah. the one who shall not be named from this day forth. All right, we'll do. So we're going we're gonna to start up the Mark Sanchez jar. All right, let's take one last break. We'll wrap up the schedule edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast next by doing the infamous. I know you all love it or absolutely hate it. It's the win-loss predictions, the way, way, way too early win-loss predictions right here on Locked On Eagles. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Eagles. Now you're about to really cringe or you're about to be really interested as me and Gino go through the win-loss. Gino, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's do this. I'm going gonna... to get it 100%. All right, all right. So I'm terrible with this. 2017, uh, you guys are all familiar with that year. We won the Super Bowl. I picked the Eagles to go 9-7. and seven. So, and I mean, I guess it's fair, though, because like, no one expected them to make that leap that they did, but mm-hmm. I am not very good at this. And again, it's it's on paper. Like, the Eagles, again, have the fourth easiest strength of schedule on paper, guys. We, we never know. I mean, Chicago might be the new Bills, and the Bills might be this year's version of Chicago, right? Russell Realistically, Wilson, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson could be, I think that's actually very real. I mean, and, and going to Seattle, I mean, Russell Wilson could be hurt. You never know what could happen with this, right? So um, Sam Darnold could end up being this year's version of the 2017 Carson Wentz or the 2018 Patrick Mahomes. You just never know. But mm-hmm. on paper right now, a pretty good-looking schedule. We're going to start with you, Gino. I'm going to run through the schedule. I want to get your win-loss prediction. So we start here, week one, at home, 1 o'clock, Washington. Win. All right, 1-0. At Atlanta, Sunday night football, Atlanta trying to get revenge for a third time on the Eagles. Win. Okay, all right, that's a good one. Uh, At home against Detroit, the Lions, uh, 1 o'clock battle. Win. I agree. I think I think this is a good start here. Three and zero for the Eagles so far, according to Gino. Then they head to Lambeau Sunday night football against Aaron Rodgers. Loss. All right, three and one at home against Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. They added Le'Veon Bell this year. We'll see what they add at pick three. They what beat him by twenty five points. You you think the Eagles beat the Jets? They're going to smash them. Yeah. All right. The Eagles, when was the last time they played the Jets? Because they're going to be pissed after they lose to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. the Jets are going to get the, the thrashing from Carson Wentz. When was – I can't – can you, like, remind me of the last – like, what was the last Jets game? Oh, it was the Sam Bradford Week 3 game, right? Oh, when – Yeah, we were 0-2. We no, we you, you know what the narrative of that game was? <laughs> what? We couldn't run the football, and then we just ran it for the entire game. Like, That's I think right. we ran it, like, 45 times. And uh, was... he threw a touchdown on a wheel route to Ryan Matthews. Yes. Yikes, that was a brutal game. <laughs> Even the games we won that year were very unfilling. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so we're at 4-1 and one here, according to Gino. A really good start. At Minnesota, here we start that three-game road trip. Kirk Cousins, the Vikings trying to get revenge Week 17. The Eagles lost to Minnesota last year at home. What do we got for this one? Uh, I'm going to say loss. You're looking ahead to uh, your division opponent at Dallas. You know, that's a big game, probably playing for 
division, uh, the the title right there. I mean, you got to win both games against Dallas, so they could be looking ahead against Minnesota, a team that always has vengeance out to for whatever reason they want to get vengeance over us. But yeah, I don't think they win that game. Yeah, it's an, it's another weird team that just really has it out for the Eagles, them and uh, the the Saints. So yeah, they're at four, <laughs> they're at four and two here. We continue our road trip here with a primetime Sunday night battle. At the Dallas Cowboys, this is the game that you have circled on your calendar. That's a win. Five and two, Carson Wentz gets revenge on the Cowboys. This is the one we're going to be at, the hometown, the party in Buffalo. Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson reuniting on the field for, I think, the first time in a long time. Who gets this one? Bills lose to the Eagles because Josh Allen throws two interceptions. All right, 6-2, and two, one last game before the bye week. It's the revenge game of the double doink. Eagles at home against Chicago. Win. I agree. I think the Bears might be on a downfall for mm-hmm. this year. I don't know. That's just the feeling I got. Truthfully, that thing I said about the Bills and Bears, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. All right, so they're at 7-2 and two at the bye week. Feeling really good about this. Much like 2017, they have a nice cushion to battle for a bye week. Here's the big one at home against Tom Brady and the Patriots, a 425 nationally televised game. Loss. 7-3. and three. Carson Wentz can't do it against Brady like Foles did. That's going to be an insufferable week heading into Seattle, right, Gino, with uh, all the Foles stands? Yeah, and it's going to be even worse when they lose again <laughs> to Seattle. Like 7-4. and four. They have a two-game losing streak here. Can they bounce back at Miami? Win. All right, 8-4. and four. We're at home against the Giants. Here starts that NFC East trip uh, f- the last four games against division opponents. I'll just give you some time. Win, 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 win. They're going to sweep December. All right, you have them going twelve and four. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty realistic. I think again, this is I look if you, if you don't think even Colin Cowherd, a dude that I don't like referring to a whole lot, and is someone that is a just he loves to poke at Philadelphia. He thinks the Eagles are going to be the best team in the NFC. So I, I think that at twelve and four, this team is constructed to make that kind of run. All right, let me let me run through this, Gina, real quick before we wrap up the show. I think Washington's a win. Mm-hmm. I think at Atlanta is a loss. I think the Falcons are going to be really motivated to take us down, and that's one of those tougher, Finally, right? tougher yeah, right. Seriously, it's been even in 2016. That was the one of those again the the running games, right? There's always a couple of those games where like there there's the criticism of you can't run the football, and then the head coach just does it like the entire game. And that was the mm-hmm. game in 2016 where Ryan Matthews kind of dominated that one. So the Eagles have had Atlanta's number since that 2015 season opener. I say they go to 1-1. One and one. I think they get a win against Detroit to go to 2-1. and one. I think they beat Green Bay on the road. I think that's a big statement okay. win at 3-1. and one, I think they beat the Jets to get to 4-1. and one. I think they beat Minnesota, too. I think they're at 5-1 and one here. And then I think they drop it in Dallas, unfortunately, at five and two. I, I just I don't know if they're they're not gonna be able to run the table on mm-hmm. that road trip. They beat Buffalo on the road to get to six and two, and then they beat Chicago. So I'm on the same pace as you here. I got seven and two. And then Yeah, we have those swing games. I think yeah. the Falcons, Packers, and the Cowboys are those swing games. Right. Yeah, I, definitely. I agree. Yeah, um so again there's there's again there's there's some really good tests. This is not a pushover mm-hmm. schedule at all, but that that start to the season before the bye week, if the Eagles don't have, again, another slow start, I think they should be pretty, in pretty good shape going up, up against that tough back-to-back. At home against New England, I'm going to go with a loss there as well at 7-3. and three. Mm. I think they beat Seattle at home. It's time to take I down the I only hope Seahawks. so. Yeah, it's just... 
And and we'll see what happens with Frank Clark, but I, I don't know. This is this is a different Seahawks team than even the one they played a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a different Eagles team. So I think they get to eight and three. I think they beat Miami at nine and three, and then they beat the Giants ten and three at Washington. They win. So what am I at ten and th- or eleven and three? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Eleven and three. I think they beat Dallas twelve and three. And then I think they lose to the Giants to get at 12 and four here. I think maybe they're not even playing their uh, starters at that point, yeah, depending on be. what happens. But I, I think 12 and four is what both of us have them at. And uh, look, I we're, I have high expectations for this season. I think these are all teams that I think the only games that I'm going into thinking, I mean, this is a almost a 50-50 like the Eagles maybe shouldn't even be favored in these ones. The only ones that I kind of go back and forth with about that, that I'm not feeling totally great about is the Patriots and Seahawks game. Mm -hmm. The green Bay game. I'm a little hesitant on just because it's Aaron Rodgers and it's in an impossible environment. One of the hardest places to play much like Seattle, I mentioned. And then uh, maybe that, that Falcons game. But outside of that, I mean, this is a schedule that on paper right now, again, it's way too early. Would I be surprised if they were nine and seven or ten and six? No. Would I be surprised if they were thirteen and three again, like a couple of years ago? No. But right now, um, I, I think this is a time where you should be feeling optimistic, and I think twelve and four is very realistic for the way the NFL built this the, the, this schedule for us. I agree, man. I, I I like what we're looking at right here. I I think we're going to be in a favorable situation. Going into the bye, I think coming out of the bye, they have some favorable matchups. It's going to be a tough stretch with those home games against all division opponents in December, but that's where championship teams are made. That's where they're going to show that they constructed this team the right way, that they built properly through the trenches. They solidified their run game and don't have to rely on Carson Wentz as much down the stretch. Because if they didn't do that throughout the season, they're not going to be in a scenario where they're competing to get to the playoffs in December. So hopefully we're in a better situation before that. I think 7-2 and two is a very realistic scenario getting to the bye. I think we're going to be looking at another division title, Lou, just from first glance right here. Agreed. And look, a couple of years ago, they won the Super Bowl. In April, I picked them to go 9-7. and seven. You never know how this stuff's going to go. Once again, this is way too early predictions, but we want to know what you guys think as well. Hit us a line. What do you have the Eagles going record-wise? You can tweet at any of our accounts, the show page, at LockdownBirds. Both me and Gino can get back to you on that account, or mine at DBSLOE and Gino's at Gino underscore LOE. The schedule is out. It's the first sign that football is right around the corner, and the next sign is that mega event next Thursday that's called the NFL Draft starts first round, 8 o'clock. Me, Gino, and Lars Lewis, we're going to be live on Twitter. The Spreaker stream will have audio going throughout. We're going to have a video stream as well on Twitter. Make sure you follow us. Enjoy it with us. You're going to see Gino celebrating if they take Nazir Adderley. You're going to see me celebrate if they take Josh Jacobs. You're going to see us both flip out if they take a corner. Oh, oh, dude, hang on, hang on, hang on. We can't end the show without saying the news of what my good friend Liam Jenkins put out on Twitter today. All right, go right ahead. He heard from a little birdie that the – I can't let me let me pull this tweet up because I I won't do it. I completely forgot about it. I apologize to our listeners, but this is a great tweet. It'll very much make you happy about the pick that's going to happen because it's going to end up being Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And what did he say? I apologize for the wait. But yeah, like Lou said, 
We're going to be live doing a stream next week. It's going to be great for our listeners. We've been in this thing for a while. We've been dedicated to this draft. We got to get our big boards out, Lou. We got to get our Eagles Twitter mock out there. Maybe even one more uh, locked on the mock before this whole thing wraps up. Yeah, I think we can fit one more in. And we got uh, on Friday, we got Graham Barfield of NFL.com Fantasy. So we're going to kind of bring in a fantasy football perspective as well to this draft because, you know, a lot of rookie running backs, they blow up. Just look at Ezekiel Elliott a couple years ago. So we'll get the fantasy perspective as well on Friday. Uh, If if Liam's right and and it's going to be Chauncey, that's uh, it. Yeah, so this is the tweet. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're said, good. For what it's worth, a little birdie told me that as far as safeties in this year's class go, the Eagles are, quote, besotted, which I just Googled the meaning, means strongly infatuated with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. If he's on the board at 25, there's a strong chance he won't be at 26. Count me in for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at 25 next week, Lou. I'll be jumping through the roof if that happens. He is a he is a prototypical Jim Schwartz secondary guy and I'd be that's that would be one of the consensus ones where I think we would all be very happy whereas if it's someone like Hollywood Brown it's not going to be the same if it's a cornerback it's going to be different but I think we could all agree that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson would be a great pick at 25 and we're going to again we're going to continue to dig into what's going to happen at 25 what's going to happen at 53 57 hey what's even going to happen at 24 we got your boy Q from Lockdown Raiders joining us this week as well to kind of get an inside track on what Oakland might be thinking right in front of Philadelphia because the past couple years the Eagles have had guys stolen right in front so we got all that coming up until next Thursday when the Arizona Cardinals officially go on the clock at 8 o'clock. As always, for my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.